Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Sheila Darling Coaching. Sheila Darling is a social worker, certified hypnotherapist, and mindfulness meditation teacher and could be your start to a more peaceful life. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Uh, the Milky's milk trays look like regular ice cube trays, but have 16 semi-cylinder cavities that each hold one ounce of milk. And we'll hear more about those sponsors uh, a little later. But for now, uh, you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check our sponsor page if you need anything. Check there and see if you can give any of our sponsors your business um, because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address and get the episodes sent straight to your inbox every Monday. And uh, now Diane has our review of the week. Yeah, I do. And it's a really easy one, but I liked it. It just fits what I wanted for today. And it comes from Patrice Meager. And she says, love this. Love the honesty and passion. Great podcast. So sweet and short and simple. And I got to say... We are passionate about what we talk about. <laughs> love us and or hate us. hopefully very honest. Yeah. Love us or hate us. We are passionate. We are honest. And um, I'm glad that kind of came out there because we just want the best for everybody. So thank you so much for taking the time to send us a review. And thank you to everybody who send us reviews and takes the time to do that. We really, really appreciate it. You can put them on iTunes like Patrice did, or you can send us an email at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Oh, no, that's our website. But you can also actually go through there. So <laughs> yeah. badass breastfeeding podcast at gmail.com and shoot us an email and we will answer those emails too. I love to get those and read those. And we are going to, I'm kind of excited about this episode. Like I think it's going to be fun. I love this topic. And I think this topic is so multi-layered too, because we think about how milk changes. And I think the first thing maybe people think about is like how it changes as your baby grows and gets older. But like, there's also the aspect of like how it changes throughout the day and the mm. aspect of how it changes, like as your baby gets you and your baby gets sick, you know, yeah. like your yeah. breast milk is so dynamic. It's so resilient and, and it's like powered for the health of your child at so, all ages. Yeah, definitely. But tell me, Abby. From what I understand of our society, that's all only valid for the first year, correct? Oh, right. Because at one year, if you didn't know, it turns to water. <laughs> I forgot to say that. So oh it changes God. and then it changes to water. So then you're just a drinking fountain. Yeah, it's just, you know, fantastic for the first year. And then, you know, you're a water hose after that. But yeah. we're being super sarcastic if you couldn't pick that up. Oh, it's one of the things that drives us crazy about this is that people, not even people, it's just, well, yeah, it's people, it's health professionals, it's non-breastfeeders, it's older generations that don't know the science, like, or anybody who doesn't know the science that really doubts that your breast milk still has potent value after your baby turns a year. They don't have to be completely dependent on your milk supply for growth for it to have a purpose. Seriously. Right. I mean, it still has extreme health benefits. And it, it is still like, you know, and we talk about like beyond the first year. I mean, the World Health Organization and the American Academy of Pediatrics and everybody else 
recommends breastfeeding for at least two years. Yeah. That's, that's not just for fun. Right. It's not just to piss people off. Right. So it's it's just because to... it has extremely, it has important health benefits for your child. And yes, at some point you supplement with food, but that doesn't mean that the breast milk is no longer necessary. Right. Right. So I've got a little bit of info on this, which is really pretty cool when you think about it. And like, I knew some of this stuff, obviously, you know, kind of as you, you know, learn it along the way as you're becoming going through this path of becoming a lactation specialist. But sometimes you forget just how amazing this is. Or you learn why something happens the way it does. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, this is yes. just an amazing thing that our bodies are doing for our babies. Why are we doubting it? Yeah. You know, like it's really it's really sad. And when people say, oh, well, you know, you don't need to breastfeed or blah, blah, blah. It's just why wouldn't we want this for our children and for ourselves? I don't I mean. Right. And you don't need to breastfeed, but you need to have the information about what that means when you don't. Exactly. And what the risks are, because they are present. They are, you know, they are researched and they are documented. And so let's talk about that. And if you still decide that breastfeeding isn't right for you, I don't care. Like, I don't you make your decision, but like make the decision with the information that that we have and the information and the research that we have, not because like a commercial told you that formula is the same as breast milk ridiculous because then then you're not making an informed decision because that's just not even like how is that even true how is one exactly like the other one is made by your body and one is made in a factory and like whatever fine if that's the the decision you're going to make fine but have all the information the correct information that's how you make that empowered choice i had this conversation via facebook and it was i mean you know that can go either (laughs) Good or bad. I can go either way. Yeah, I can go either way. On a um on a breastfeeding page where somebody was asking about a medication. And the response was that it's fine. Because it is fine that what she was asking about. Mm-hmm. And somebody else was like, I'm not comfortable with using that because I was told I shouldn't with a breastfeeding baby and blah blah blah. And I'm like, that's fine. You have to do what's right for you, but have the information to make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's if if this medication is fine, but you don't feel comfortable using it, then wait until your baby's weaned. But it's not necessary. So I kind of feel like that with the breastfeeding piece of it, like for breastfeeding overall, like if you do, if you choose not to breastfeed, that's fine. That is your you have to do what's right for you and your family, but have the information to make an informed decision. I always thought it was so sad when families said, oh, I never knew this before. I never knew how important this was with my right, first child even blah, the blah, blah, people blah. right with their first child or in and the because there's so many medical professionals the people that you are thinking that have the right information then and that you are supposed to trust have the wrong information or are saying things that aren't true or old information yeah right. really old information like really old yeah, I mean, this is like, I, I mean, I used formula. I'm the last person who's going to judge somebody for using formula because I used it with my first, with Jack, in the hospital when they said he was starving <laughs> after he was born. And, yeah. he, you know, and then we went on to use it for, I don't know, a couple of months, I guess we were supplementing before I was digging around, you know, and 
educating myself because everyone around me was like, no, it's not a big deal. No, your milk will come in just fine. No, you know, it won't affect this. It won't. And that's all not true. You know, it's not, it's just, that's not the correct information. And so I had to learn, you know, as I was going, like we all are doing, mm-hmm. we're all learning as we go. I mean, so, you know, we're trying to help people get the information sooner so that the things that, at least the things that I went through, you don't have to go through. Right. And then as your baby, you know, gets older and now they're a year old, they're eating salads three times a day, hopefully, or, you know, if they are, some babies are a little or bit. Or not. Or not. Yeah. Some babies no, are a little bit fussier. No. That's that is not a guarantee. So don't start having a heart attack if you're listening to this. Yeah, absolutely not. That was my bad. But, you know, you kind of think, okay, breast milk is breast milk, right? Like, but it changes. It changes for them. So we know, right, that your breast milk is on is a supply and demand. And but as your baby is starting on solid foods, now that doesn't mean that they have to be completely engulfed in solids for this to be happening. But as your baby starts solid foods, your breast milk changes, right? And it, it does start to adapt to what the baby is doing with solids. Mm -hmm. And this worries a lot of mothers, especially if they're pumping, like if you're working full time or, you know, leaving milk for your, your baby while you're gone, you know, at work Mm -hmm. and you're pumping less and less and less milk at this time, which is completely normal because your body is adapting to the solid foods that your baby is eating at this point. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. That's normal. We expect that to happen. We just have to adapt, you know, like what, maybe what we're leaving for the baby when you're gone. Um, and just kind of like balance that out. But the composition of your breast milk changes at this point, just like it did when you're a newborn, Like, because when your baby's newborn, they need different things than they need when they're a few months old or when they're six months old or when they're eight months old, whatever. So it changes. But your breast milk develops more antibodies and a higher fat content once your baby enters their toddler years and is regularly eating solid foods you're probably going to produce less breast milk because your baby's going to take a little bit less if they're eating more solids, which is going to cause your body to produce a little bit less. But that doesn't mean your supply is going to dry up. It just means that your body's adapting to what your baby needs now. Right. It's not going to continue to make as much as it was before because then you'll just become engorged and your baby's drinking slightly less because they had a little bit of banana for breakfast. Right. But then, you know, so if your body just continued, your body's so smart. It knows (laughs) not to keep making all of that milk that the baby needed when they were only having breast milk. Your body's like, oh, I totally get this. Because it's not a dumb machine that just doesn't, you know, that doesn't respond to the natural environment. It completely is only responding to your what your baby's doing, which is why it's so incredible and why we really can trust what's happening. Right, exactly. But if the change in composition also concentrates those immune-boosting nutrients, so you might be making less breast milk, but it's higher quality content. Mm. The baby is getting what they need in smaller amounts of breast milk. Because your body is just like, oh, baby's eating a little less. Let's power this crap up, man. Let's like totally make this a superfood like it already wasn't. But let's make this even more of a superfood to make sure our baby is getting what it needs, even though they're not breastfeeding as much as they were. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So where 
people are telling you, if they're telling you, oh, your baby's breast still breastfeeding and they're 16 months old, they're not getting anything from you anymore. They're actually getting as much, if not more benefit than they were before. And one of the other cool things that you really need to think about as your baby grows, they're starting to walk, they're touching more things or putting more things in their mouth, they're getting into more stuff, they're on the floor all the time. That is one of the things that your body is adapting to, that your breast milk is adapting to, that's helping to fight off all of those, you know, that's what that immune response is for at this age, for all of that little stuff. They're getting into more things. They might be out more. Well, not during COVID, but, you know, in a, in a perfect world, of course. So that immune support and protection is huge. They're getting more ear infections or their their potential to get more ear infections, more colds. That stuff increases after a year and they're, you know, involved in more things and touching more things and your breast milk is going to protect all of that for them. Right, and speaking of COVID, that's one of the reasons why you do want to keep breastfeeding while if you do have COVID. You know, a lot of people are worried, can I still breastfeed? What if I pass it to my baby? You do want to keep breastfeeding because your breast milk will adapt to that too and help your baby either fight it off or if they do get sick with it, less sick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's a lot of research coming out about how breast milk is really powerful when it comes to COVID. A lot yeah, of really they're even cool. researching yeah. it in just all populations, right? About yeah. its, its ability to fight it off or to... I don't yeah. know the details of the research, but yeah, it's, I've seen the research going around. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, another big bonus with extended breastfeeding is the solid foods. And, you know, as your baby is starting with solids, like some, like Abby was saying earlier when we first started this, like some babies do great with it and some babies are a little bit slow to pick up the solids. And I think you said Jack was one of those babies, right? Jack or, really wasn't eating a lot of solids until he was like two. Yeah. And some babies, because, I mean, he was, you know, he just, I mean, he was putting it in his mouth and, but he really, he was just really focused on breastfeeding. I think this is like a, a kind of temperament thing too like a personality you know they're just he's a highly sensitive kid he was always on me on my breast it was comforting to him it was you know Mm -hmm. it was just that was way Exley was a little different Exley was you know he he nursed until he was five but but he wasn't he was cool with the solids he was like yeah let's do this and then let's (laughs) you know he's like kind of really a little bit more like going with everything And and they're just different Yeah. And some, you know, and you're going to get that in the same family, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, but if your child is a little bit fussier or a little bit pickier or, you know, how many times I hear, oh yeah, the baby loves solids. If it's like cheese and pasta, but doesn't necessarily love their vegetables or doesn't necessarily love, you know, whatever it is that they don't love. Mm -hmm. But breastfeeding is a way to make sure they're still getting all their nutrients all their protein, all the fat content that they need, calcium, all their vitamins. They're still getting that when they're breastfeeding and they're getting it in concentrated forms now because they might not be breastfeeding as much. So as you, I mean, I don't think I've met a new parent that started salads and wasn't worried that they weren't giving their child enough of something to replace 
you know, to, to cover the protein, to cover their fat content, to cover their caloric content, because we worry about that right now that we're seeing like, okay, here, we're giving them solid foods and most of it ends up on the floor or on them. What did they really get? (laughs) Now you don't have to worry about it because they're still getting what they need if they're still breastfeeding. And it's kind of the same argument when people talk about starting their baby on whole milk in a year. Well, I don't really want to start whole milk, but my pediatrician says I really need to start whole milk. If you're still breastfeeding, there's no argument there. Why do we need that? They're still breastfeeding. Like they're getting what they need. We don't need to put something else into their diet for them to get the nutrients that they need because they're breastfeeding still. That is so true. And I have more to say about that. And how about I say more about that after (laughs) a word from our sponsors? Perfect. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Are you tired of defrosting breast milk from your storage bags only to find that it's too much or too little milk? What if you could defrost the exact amount of milk you need every time? The Milky's milk trays look like regular ice cube trays, but have 16 semi-cylinder cavities that each hold one ounce of milk. When it's time to feed your baby or prepare bottles for the day, just pop however many breast milk sticks you need into any type of brand of bottle. Nothing wasted. No extra breast milk left over tempting your caregiver to overfeed your baby and blow through your precious stash. Once the sticks are frozen, just transfer them to a freezer bag, freeing up the milk trays for your next batch of breast milk. And they come with lids so that you can stack them, which frees up space in your freezer. They're reusable, environmentally friendly, made with food-safe plastic, and can be used for baby food later on. No BPA, phthalates, or dyes. Check out Milky's Milk Trays at fairhavenhealth.com. That's F-A-I-R-H-E-H-A-F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N-Health.com. And use code BADASS when you're there, uh, and you'll get 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode is sponsored by Sheila Darling Coaching. A new baby can add intense amounts of anxiety and depression. No sleep, feeling overwhelmed, looking at your sweet baby and wondering how this tiny human can cause so much chaos. The transition to parenthood is an entire identity shift you weren't prepared for. If one more person tells you that this time goes by so quickly, you might just punch them in the face. Transitioning to a new family member takes patience, self-compassion, and support. Sheila Darling Coaching can be that professional supports person that Diane and I are always saying there is no shame in getting. Sheila Darling is a social worker, certified hypnotherapist, and mindfulness meditation teacher, and could be your start to a more peaceful life. Head to SheilaDarling.com to schedule your consultation today and mention the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast when scheduling your consultation and receive 10% off of a coaching package. These sponsors and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode. And at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll also also find uh, our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. And I have our shout out of the week. Our shout out of the week goes to Ancient Strong on uh, on Instagram. This is Ancient Strong Doula Services. 
and they are offering full-spectrum evidence-based doula care training and advocacy forums, hashtag decolonize birth. And this is a, an amazing news feed that has all kinds of um, information about um, you know, centering black futures is a big, um, is a, an event that they had recently. Is it, when is this coming up? Oh, it's over. Sorry. It was two days ago, but go to ancient. <laughs> I think it's a regular thing on their, um, um, feed is that, oh, on every Fridays they have centering black, uh, futures. Um, and you can watch their Instagram live series. It looks wonderful. Um, ancient strong on Instagram and uh, you can find all the information, um, about them there. Okay. And now back to how your breast milk changes. And, um, you know, so this is one of the things I was going to say is that a lot of times you're, uh, I get, this is one of the big things, the big questions that I get. One of the many around this topic is, um, my doctor told me that since my baby or toddler is not eating very much solid foods that I should cut back on breastfeeding to try to get them to eat food. Yeah. Because they're manipulating you. Didn't you know uh, that? Yeah. Yeah. And that irritates me so much because it's like, why would you, first of all, stop messing with the process? And second of all, breast milk is so extremely nutrient dense that why, why are we doing this? We're cut back (laughs) so you can have some of this pasta. Like the nutrients in your breast milk are so important and plentiful that you don't need to, not that everyone's feeding their baby pasta. I get that. Like we're all, we're feeding our kids healthy foods. I understand sometimes not me. Sometimes but, you um, can't control what they take right, though. Right. Like, it's true. It's true. And they're, they're experimenting at this point. They are not relying on this solid food for all of their nutrients. Like we are, mm-hmm. they're experimenting, they're learning. And this, this can take years for them to really make this transition over to the solid food. And the breast milk is not something that you should ever back off of. I say, I say when you're starting to start, we have solid starting solids episodes too. Yeah. But just one of the things I always say is that when you're starting solids, breastfeed first, you're going to sit down, you're going to offer your baby, your kid or whatever, your child, some, whatever it is, sit down and have a little nursing session. Make sure they get that amazing breast milk into their belly and then have the solid foods. I think breast milk takes priority. Mm-hmm. As long as it's in your body, fill up on that stuff as much as you can. Don't back off of it. They're not going to get the benefit. I mean, yeah, we obviously we want them to eat solid foods at some point, but they're not going to the some of the benefits that breastfeeding is offering them, they're not going to get from solid foods. So why right, do we you, want to take that away from them? Right, and you're not going to stop them from learning solid foods. They will eat solid foods at some point yeah. when they're ready. They will. They're it's not, not just be... like, oh, if I didn't, if I don't, you know, if I don't cut back on, on breastfeeding, they're never going to learn to eat more solids. That is just not true. That is just not how it works. They end up eating solid foods when they're ready. And then eventually, guess what? They're no longer breastfeeding because contrary to popular belief, kids don't breastfeed until they're in college. <laughs> Believe it or not. We're going to tell you that right now on the podcast. Yeah. Even when they're breastfeeding for a really long time, breastfeeding also, also breastfeeding takes on different forms in their life. I mean, when Jack was six and a half, 
nursing to sleep at night. He wasn't doing that to fill his belly. Mm -mm. Breastfeeding is so much more than food, but the breast milk that they're getting is like, as long as they're breastfeeding, my God, let them get as much of that milk as they want and can have. It's nutrient dense. It's so good for them. Fights disease, fights illness. I mean, I don't know why we want to take that away. Right. And it takes on, you know, when your child, if they're, if they're nursing into toddlerhood, you know, and they're nursing a lot, it's fine. They're still going to learn to eat solids. They will. Unless you're like not feeding it to them, but I know you are. Mm -hmm. I know that we're all putting food in front of our children. And like, guess what? The argument continues because Jack's going to be 10 and I'm still like, can you eat something? Right. I feel like, like it gets he just worse. Is, just like does it, yeah, right. Like seriously. <laughs> right. And like you never have to feel like you're somehow neglecting your child nutrient-wise by breastfeeding them. No, they're always going to yeah, they're always getting it. Um the other thing, a couple of the other things that I want to make sure we hit on is that the longer, I mean we always talk about how amazingly beneficial when you breastfeeding, when they're newborn, when they're, you know, a couple months old, we talk about all those benefits of, you know, diabetes and cancers and illnesses and how, you know, breast milk fights all that and protects them. It's not just for that time frame where you're breastfeeding them. Like this goes on for longer periods of time, but they now know the more research that they've done with breast milk over the years, tells us that the longer you breastfeed them, the more benefit to this, to them. So yes, any kind of, any amount of breast milk they get is good. But if you're breastfeeding for longer than six months, that has been shown to offer more significant health benefits for your baby. So I remember like when I was first starting out in this field, like talking with families and having people say, well, I breastfed and my child gets sick all the time. Okay. Well, how long did you breastfeed for? I breastfed in the hospital so they could have the colostrum, but no longer than that. Well, the more you breastfeed, the better the benefit. And that's still true. The more you breastfeed, the longer you breastfeed, the better the benefit, but not just for babies, for mothers too. The longer mothers breastfeed, the better the health benefits for them. And we we don't talk about the health benefits for mothers all that much, but there really is some amazing health benefits for mothers. Long-term maternal bone strength, which I'm sure a lot of mothers aren't thinking about becoming, you know, getting osteoporosis after your first baby. But when you get to be my age and your bones are creaking and you're like, God, I hope that worked. <laughs> I hope that's like, you know, <laughs> but the longer you breastfeed, the better the benefit of that. 2% risked, reduced risk of endometrial cancer for every month of breastfeeding. A reduced risk of breast cancer for every year breastfeeding, combined total for all children, with moms who breastfed for a lifetime total of longer than two years receiving the most benefit. A reduced risk of ovarian cancer, particularly for those who breastfed for longer term periods. The longer you breastfeed, the better it is for your body and your baby's body. It doesn't get cut off in a year. Right. All of this nonsense about how you're not supposed to breastfeed a toddler. This is all like societal sexualizing bodies and such. It's not, it's not based in any kind of like 
reality for you know the health of your body no there's no science behind it it's just it's just our society is because in other societies and throughout history it's not been a thing you know there's been no question like kids just breastfeed until they're done and if you don't want to breastfeed until your kid is six like i did then don't like you don't have to do that you know just as long as it's it's as long as you want to and as long as it's beneficial, you know, as long as you're still feeling, you know, the emotional benefits too, you know, it's like, it's not like it's beneficial emotionally for you as well. Um, yeah. Then do it. Like you don't have to stop at some point just because your doctor says, well, this isn't like, it's not doing any good anymore. That's just not true. No, there's, there's no truth to that. No. And the science points to the contrary and it's just really unfortunate plus i mean bottom line it's nobody's business and i I think i say that like every single podcast like it's nobody's business but if you want to continue to breastfeed your baby because it's working for you and your baby why is that anybody else's decision but yours no it's really not anybody's yeah it's not anybody's job to be giving you that kind of feedback it's just misinformed it's all based on for bad information and it's really nobody's business to make that comment to you I mean, oh. and there should be no comment except the only informed comment that would come with that is like, oh, that's great. Congratulations on making it that long. That's still very beneficial for your child. Right. And if they say anything besides that, then like get a new doctor if you can or just ignore it. Like you don't you don't need to. They don't. This Your doctor is not in charge of your breastfeeding journey. Like, you know, you, you you do what you know is good and what you want to do and, you know, smile and nod or, or pass on some information. Yeah. I was just going to say you could educate them. If you feel like you have that energy that you want to educate them. Um, but otherwise, I mean, know that what you're doing is beneficial in so many ways. And there's no reason to not do that. You know, I mean, it's just your baby is getting so much, so much benefit from it that there's no reason for you to stop if you don't want to. And so many moms will, you know, so many breastfeeding families contact us and say, oh, you know, we're going strong. We're still going strong. Do I have to start, you know, do I have to increase solids? Do I have to start whole milk? Do I have to start the weaning process? No, you absolutely don't have to. And like Abby has said on a zillion of our podcasts, you you try so hard to get breastfeeding going and then you're finally in a good place and somebody tells you you should wean. Yeah, they're like, well, no, you shouldn't breastfeed a toddler because that makes them weird and and doesn't <laughs> matter because your breast milk doesn't have any nutrients in it anymore. And then you start hearing, the, uh, you know, everybody in the beginning is like, breastfeed, 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 breastfeed is the best thing, breastfeed, breastfeed. And then you get going and then you start hearing the opposite and it's just like, well, what the hell? Yeah. You know, and you know, you don't have to, you know, listen to any of that. Your breast milk is always, always beneficial to your child, whatever the age, whatever the time of day, because as we're talking about, your breast milk completely changes and adapts to whatever's going on to protect and to nourish your child. Absolutely. And And I can tell, oh, oh, let me tell the story, which has nothing to do with anything. But the (laughs) other day I had to tell Diane and you'll all really, really like this story. I promise you. I was reached and my nipple was itchy. So I reached down my shirt and started itching. And I was like, why is it wet? And mind you all, 
Exley is going to be seven this year. I mean, I, I, they weaned what? A couple of years. Like a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's been a couple of years. So I'm like, why is it wet in my shirt? And I just like, I don't had this over. I was just like, what's going on? So I like expressed, you know, I did the whole hand express <laughs> nipple compression thing and freaking breast milk came out, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now and see if I can get something. Abby is going to express milk on the podcast. After not breastfeeding for two years. See how yep. cool your body is? It is here. It's not, obviously it's not gushing out, but if right. I press down, there's like a little beads up a little bit. It looks like colostrum. It's just like. It's so cool though. Not, and I, and I, and I'm probably, you know, it's just like hormonal stuff. You know, my body has lactated hormonal things go on and it's just like, oh, what? <laughs> okay. Well, here, well, here's some of this stuff. I don't know. I do feel like a hormonal mess, but anyway, um, so cool though. Yeah, it just like is. It's your body just. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's amazing. So embrace it. And also, if you feel like you still have, if you can have like express, because people also too, they're like, I was able to express milk, and I haven't breastfed in two years. And I always say to people, like, it's okay. It happens. It totally happens. But you know, you never think it's going to be you. No. And I was like, oh my god, it happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're a circus freak no i'm just not really i'm just jealous i would love to like express a little bit i want to express enough to like make a pendant I know. or something well, oh, like yeah. that's what i want yeah they weren't well, doing now, breast milk jewelry when my kids weaned so my you know my and my my kind of toddler breastfeeding friends that i have are like oh man i wish i could still express some especially now during a pandemic like just like have it around and give it to everybody. Who knows? It might help. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have that much. I couldn't like actually feed it to anybody. Um, but it was, it's really funny. The boys are just like, what? I know. That's so cool. <laughs> so embrace what your body is doing. Be really proud of it. Your breast milk is not water after a year. Isn't that so weird? Like it's either water or it's full of sugar and causing cavities. Right. Like oh pick God. one. Like which one is it? Yeah. Which one is it? It's so frustrating. It's so demeaning. Mm -hmm. Like my body doesn't, isn't doing anything useful. My body's just doing these things. It's making this liquid, but it's not, it's of no use. Like what? <laughs> what? You're right. It is offensive. Why would that be a thing? Right. It's really offensive. Now it that is. I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I just went through all of this, like growing a baby, nourishing a baby. Now it's, a, you know, now the child's a little older, this wonderful, healthy human. And it's like, well, no, you're just, you don't, there's no reason for your body to be making that stuff anymore. Okay. Right. It's unbelievable. So just go against the naysayers. Yeah. Your breast milk changes and it's always adapting and it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And it's really Thank quite amazing. <laughs> So. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.